Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And for those of you who don't know what a morning conference call is, you will soon. My name is Eliza Gelman. I am the creator of Hotter Than Health, the podcast. You can also follow me on my health and fitness Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness. You can also check it out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page for uh, for the business. It's just at Eliza G Fitness. And yeah, we are live from my living room. Feeling good. I'm alive. I'm alert. I'm feeling fine. I'm sipping out of my booby mug. And if you follow me on Instagram, you have to check it out. It's amazing. My sister got it for me for Christmas. It's this really beautiful white you know, like ceramic mug with a gold rim and it's in the shape of a boob and it's super aesthetically pleasing. I, there's not a better, it won any gift that I got in 2000 and 2000 was 18. Yeah. 2018. It is now 2019. So the last time I did a podcast, it was new year's Eve. Um, Wow, makes me sound very cool. So podcasting on New Year's Eve, wild. So did that and I did the top 10 health tips of 2018 and got some really good feedback on that, which is exciting. Um, Retrospectively, I looked back and I was looking at all the things that I had recommended for people and the things that I really loved and I left a couple things out, but I'm just going to say fuck it. It's a new year. New year, new podcast episode, new shit to be on the lookout for. So... What I really wanted to talk about was a couple of different things. Well, let me let me recap a little bit um, what's been going on. So here's, here's one thing that I did do this past week that I, I almost didn't do, but I'm really glad I did now. So over the holidays, um, you know, everyone is eating a little bit more. We've had podcast episodes on this. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but everyone is, you know, kind of off their regular diet. Hopefully we're trying to stay as healthy as possible, staying active, eating our greens, um, keeping our conference calls regular. And if you don't know what that is, it's your daily dump. And just making sure that we're at least recognizing uh, healthy habits and trying to make the best decisions possible when we can. But when we don't, you know, do it guilt-free. It's the holidays. It's okay. It comes around one time a year and, you know, it's about family and celebrating and quality time. But over the holidays, you know, I, I, I of course tried my best to stay healthy. Like I still wasn't eating meat and I wasn't eating, you know, I wasn't sipping pina coladas or, you know, binge drinking really, but I did drink way more. Just like there were more events going on. So I would have cocktails more often or, you know, people were going out of town. So we wanted to say goodbye and, you know, so we would do drinks more often and there was just more opportunity to go out to eat. And what I ate was basically still plant-based. Like I wasn't, you know, going out and eating a bunch of dairy, even though I did some consume some dairy. Like I'm not, this is me saying I ate dairy and I don't really care. Um, you know, I'm not a hundred percent vegan, but so those things happen. But yeah, I just wasn't feeling awesome after the holidays. 
And usually after a couple of days of me eating shitty, I, I'm like, ugh, feel gross. But I know I can bounce back after two or three days, like get a couple good workouts in, diet can be consistent, and then I'm pretty much feeling fine again. But this was this was different from other times for me because I feel like this year I didn't just really let loose. I mean, but I I let loose way more than I had planned to and I let loose diet wise and workout wise and usually with my diet on the holidays I'm you know eating a little bit more and a little bit more unhealthy but I'm still getting really good workouts in this was different I wasn't getting great workouts in and I wasn't eating the right shit so overall this was like the worst I had pretty much ever felt after a holiday which sucks but then I I took a in-body test, which is basically just measuring your body composition, your body fat, um, your body fat percentage and your muscle distribution and, you know, your lean muscle mass, your resting metabolic rate and all those cool things. And I was genuinely expecting it to have gone up to maybe 3% just in the past month and a half or two months that I did take it, that I hadn't taken it. Um, And it was basically the exact same as when I left off. I didn't gain any muscle, I didn't, but I didn't gain any fat. And I didn't lose any muscle and I didn't really lose any fat. And the the whole reason that I'm saying this right now is because I can't tell you still, it is now January 10th. So many people are still saying, you know, I'm feeling terrible about the holidays. I'm feeling, you know, a lot of that is guilt. A lot of that is guilt because typically, I mean, people don't just gain weight. You don't gain weight by eating bad for two days or three days or four days even. You might get fluffy and you might, you know, put on some more water weight. But that's all stuff that you can flush out pretty quickly if you go back to your regular routine. So my whole point of saying this is give yourself a break. Honestly, your body did not change that much by indulging over the holidays. It is January 10th. This is a new year. We are not looking back. We are not feeling guilty about something that we cannot change. We are not going to punish ourselves for things that we cannot change. There's nothing we can do about the past. The only thing we can do is make measurable steps to move forward. And that's why I harp so hard on things like 32 ounces of room temperature water in the morning. One whole hot water with lemon with a little pink Himalayan sea salt before your coffee. Making sure that you're regular and you're having that conference call in the morning. And then other things like the Daily Stoic. Making sure your mind is right. Because if your mind is right, you're not going to be burdened by that guilt. And you're not going to let it drag you down on a daily basis. And you're not going to use what you did in the past to excuse what you're doing now. So if you're spending all day complaining about it, and bringing other people's energies down, then, you know, you can't use what you did over the holidays and how you ate or drank or acted over the holidays. You can't let that affect what you're doing now because that is affecting other people who are trying to progress forward. And I know that this might sound like tough love, but I say it in the most realistic, true, you know, I'm here for you type of way. Like, just push through this, guys. Reset a little bit and drink a little bit more water, go for a longer walk, do a five-minute meditation before you go to bed, go to bed bed 30 minutes earlier, make those small measurable steps, and I promise you, like, you're going to be just fine. 
nothing changed that much except for your mindset. Do not let your mindset do anything except for propel you forward. Focus on what you cannot focus on what you can control, not what you can't control. You can't control the past and you can't control the future. You can control right now. Go get a fucking glass of water. All right. Now that my rant is over, one thing that I really did want to talk about is something that I've been thinking about since I started working at since I started working in this gym. Well, actually that's a lie. When I was working at Yelp in Arizona, it was a corporate job and everyone had a set schedule and that was amazing. Um, some people would work 10 to 6 at night. Some people would work 8 to 4. Some people would work uh, 7 to 3. And everyone had a different schedule, right? So typically, I was working from 8 to 4. Loved that schedule. It was awesome. Um, when I first started working there, I was working, I, I think, 9 to 5 then um, for the first, like, five months. And when I moved there, I, st- I was always working out after work. And I loved that because I could like see people who worked with me at the gym. I was just moving there, trying to make friends. The gym that I went to, I really liked. So, you know, I would go after work. It was just my routine. And then I would come home immediately after the gym, wind down, take a shower, do my thing. And that was the end of my day. So I don't know why it never occurred to me to work out in the morning, but I, I realized that once I changed my schedule and I started working from uh, 8 to 4, I was like, okay, well, I'm already going to get up earlier. Why not just knock out my workout so that I can be done at the end of the day? So I tried, because I guess I had friends who worked out in the morning, I tried working out in the morning, and it changed my life. I realized that I had so much more natural energy in the morning. I mean, getting out of bed sucks. Like, that's just it just sucks. Nobody is here trying to tell you that getting out of bed early doesn't suck. I'm, I'm one of those people too. But you get out of bed, you have your cup of coffee, you have your conference call, and you get to the gym. And at the end of the day, you have no reason to make excuses. Like you are totally able to go do whatever you wanted. That's when I started really focusing on my side hustle and my personal training and creating more meal plans for people when I was in Arizona a couple of years ago because I had all this free time after work because I had already gone to the gym. It freed up my social life because nobody wanted to hang out at 7 a.m. And it genuinely changed my whole perspective. And I realized that at the end of the day, I, yes, I had more energy, but it was only because I knew I didn't have to commit to anything. I kind of had this freedom at the end of the day that I could work on my own creative projects. So where I'm going with this is people are different in the sense of being energy gainers or energy starters. So what I mean by that is I'm an energy starter. I start the day with 100% of my energy. Like my tank is full when I wake up. And this is not all the time, but typically this is how I operate. I wake up and that is when I like to get my stuff done. I say I get 90% of my work done or my things that I need, need, need to get done before 10 a.m. And that's on, that's on a typical day. So I'm an energy starter. Whereas some people, they do not like to be touched in the morning. They like to be woken up like a cat for 45 minutes. They want to be like slowly wake, woken up, maybe not even set an alarm. And that's fine. You know, I like to be woken up gently too. I like to cuddle in the morning. I like to hang out. I like to play my music, but I can do all that early. Um, some people, find that at the end of their workday, they are, they've like acquired more energy. 
And that's amazing. I don't know how they do it. Um, like my roommate and a couple of the girls who go to the gym that I work out at, I'm always like, how the hell do you guys get to the gym at 6, 10 PM or even 7, 10 PM and get in this high intensity workout? You're lifting heavy. You're going hard. Like you're sprinting on the bike in the row or what are you, how are you doing this? And they say, I could never do that in the morning. I have so much energy, so much more energy at the end of the day. And those people are energy gainers. They start their day with their tanks empty. They get to work. They kind of want to be left alone for a little while until maybe like, you know, lunchtime. After lunchtime, they have more of their energy. And by the end of lunch, they're like, okay, I've been sitting all day. I need to go work out all this energy at the gym. There you go. So I know I always harp on, you know, if you can make it, it, put it in your schedule, if you're one of those people that makes excuses, then yeah, you need to go work out in the mornings because you're going to end up finding an excuse to go out or do something or go home after work. But, you know, if you're one of those people that is good at being committed to the gym, use that fiery energy at the end of the day. I think that's amazing. I think that if you're not a gym goer or you're trying to get back into the fitness routine and you don't have that routine quite yet, take a look at where you find your most natural energy. If you find that you are just beat by the end of the day, you don't even want to go home and prep your food, you don't want to go home and cook, you usually just like order takeout really quick you know, or you just want to slug around, you want to watch TV, or, you know, if you find that after work, you're like, I am ready, I want to go to happy hour, I want to go grocery shopping, I want to like run these errands, that's when you have your energy. So really, really take inventory of your energy and think, where would that be better, better spent? If you have most of your energy in the morning, get up, go, go work out of the gym in the morning, wake up, do it. As soon as you're done, you can just shower at the gym. Most gyms have a shower. Some people's work have a shower. And if they don't, then what you need to do is prioritize your time a little better, have a 35 minute hard workout, and then go home. You're good. As soon as you are done with that workout, you are going to have, you're going to have so much energy. Excuse me, I burped. You're going to have so much energy and you're going to thank yourself. And at the end of the day, you're not going to know what to do with all that free time. I'm telling you, um, I act like I act like a lot of people were like, oh yeah, you could do something like create a podcast. I'm like, bullshit. It takes a long time to do a podcast and I don't have time. This is not something that I just like do because I have so much extra free time in my day. I don't. I time batch for this and I make it a priority. Anyways, find where you have the most energy. I, I wanna hear what you guys think about this because when I first started thinking about this, I would get so frustrated at people for being lazy. I was like, they're just lazy people in the morning or or they're making excuses. And honestly, you know, you don't have to be as much of a gym goer as I am. I'm not trying to make everyone go to the gym six times a week. But, you know, if you're bothered by something and you think that going to the gym, like if you're trying to get to a certain, you know, weight or if you just want to set that routine aside for your mental health, and you can get it done in the morning, then for sure do it. If you can do it in the morning, then you're probably an energy starter. So think about that. I just wanted to leave you guys with a little bit of that. I thought thought it was really, really cool. So um, obviously you want to have your workouts when you have the most energy. Great. So one thing that I also wanted to talk to you guys about, and here we are, I'm going to totally just flip the script on you guys. Um, So I'm looking it up right now just so that I can have some facts to kind of spout out for you all. 
I know that everyone has been on one with uh, oat milk. And I love oat milk. I remember I did a whole podcast on it. It's amazing. Got lots of fiber. It's super rich and creamy and delicious. It's amazing. So what I wanted to introduce you guys to is hemp seed milk. So the reason I wanted to introduce you guys to hemp seed milk is because a lot of people are saying that they, you know, maybe don't have a whole lot of, um, you know, they don't have a whole lot of options for oat milk, or maybe they don't want to eat any type of grain or consume any type of grain, even though it's gluten-free, you still want to avoid that, or you just want to go even more plant-based. So I'm pulling up a little bit of information on oat milk, and I think it's pretty cool. So um, one reason why I have been trying to find a good uh, good unsweetened hemp milk, I've been looking at Whole Foods, and I've been looking around at different places like on Amazon or Thrive Market or something. So if you guys know any places that have good milks, because I don't really want to make it. I'm sure that I could, and I'm sure that I'm just being lazy, but I I really would prefer to just buy it in a carton. Um, Oh my God, you guys, this flower, it's a rosebud in my, um, it was a little tea bag, and it was a rosebud, and they said, pour boiling hot water over it, and I did, and it bloomed into a little flower in my cup. Oh, I love it so much. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so, ooh, delicious. Ooh, love that. Great, mm, cool. So anyways, I've been looking for a hemp milk option. So a little bit about hemp milk. It's, again, kind of that creamy, rich texture, taste. It's a little thicker. Um, it's good to have in those elixirs at the end of the night, like I was talking about. So like hot chocolate with the cacao and hemp milk and a little bit of honey or some stevia or however you want to sweeten it. It's also going to be really good in smoothies because it's actually got like four to five grams of protein per cup. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of protein, especially when other milks don't have as much. Um, Almond milk definitely doesn't have as much, neither does oat for sure. And I'm pretty positive that this is the highest protein milk you can get. So if you're trying to Um, make sure that you're getting your milk or your protein in on a plant-based diet, then having one cup of this in your, you know, having like half a cup of this in your coffee and then one cup of it in your smoothie. And then if you cook your stew with it at night, I mean, I think that it would be an awesome, awesome, awesome alternative. If you put it a little bit in your coffee, then the protein helps your satiety a little bit. So it'll help you be fulfilled a little bit longer. So I would definitely recommend looking into hemp milk, uh, checking out a little bit more information on that. There's, you know, it's a little bit higher in fat, um, but it's, you know, pretty low in carbs. And I've talked about hemp seeds a lot. I put a lot of hemp seeds in my meal plans for my clients, and it's a great form of protein. They have zero flavor. You can put them on yogurt. You can put them on smoothies. I don't know why I said yogurt. I don't eat yogurt. You can put it on basically anything. You could put it on salads. Um, it's like I said, it's got like no taste, so it's pretty versatile. And so, um, the hemp milk is something that I really would like to explore more just because first of all, everywhere charges out the ass for oat milk and that's fine, but it's just because it's super trendy right now. And if I'm going to get something that's around the same texture, um, then I want to try and make it have a little bit of protein. Um, so there's that. And I also wanted to let you guys in on a little 
awesome find that I had today. So I was at Trader Joe's and I got these, and you probably saw it on my Instagram story if you follow me, at Eliza G underscore fitness, uh, plug, plug, plug. You can find these jackfruit crab cakes. And I call them crab cakes because that's just what they say on the label, but they're like mock crab cakes. So they're like crab fakes. <laughs> um, God, I'm so funny. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, so they don't have a ton of protein, but they are awesome for toppers. And I think that I want to start making them with some black beans and some hemp seeds. And that's how I'll get my protein in. But they have like like two grams of protein per little serving of it. So, I mean, there's still a little bit, but the whole reason is to have something like hearty and meaty. And they're more of like a fritter type uh, texture, but truly it reminds me of a crab cake. It doesn't taste fishy really, but it's that same texture. And they're these little tiny patties and they're in the frozen food section. And the ingredients are awesome. Um, Trader Joe's crab cake vegan. Okay, um, so these are incredible. The ingredients are, let's go back to it. They are jackfruit, potatoes, cilantro, green, onion, green onion, celery seed, and a seasoning blend. So they are awesome. They do not, they're like the only thing in Trader Joe's frozen food section that doesn't have expeller pressed canola oil. And sometimes you just want that meatier texture. So sue me. Um, and these get the job done. I'm telling you, if you haven't checked it out, you need to go to Trader Joe's and check it out. One other thing that I want to make sure that people know, it is the new year, as I have said three times on the podcast. I know it said three because I thought, wow, I've said that three times. That's too much. So now here's number four or five. It is January 10th, five. And most people fall off of their New Year's resolutions by March or April. Mm. I'm going to even be a little bit more realistic than that. February-ish, end of February to beginning of April. That's when most people typically fall off. The reason for that is, is I feel like people set unrealistic expectations sometimes. Like, I'm not going to drink at all. And I'm not saying don't try and do that. Definitely try and do that. Set measurable goals for yourself. Um, You know, especially, I'm not going to even touch that. So, or if you're saying, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week, or I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year, or I'm going to read one book a month, make sure that you're setting small goals for yourself in order to accomplish those. Because the whole, what you're going to feel most satisfied by is doing a little thing every day. More people feel satisfied from that, or at least I feel satisfied from doing one little thing every day than, you know, at the end of this year, looking back and being like, oh shit, I didn't do it. Or, or, oh, I did do it. I feel more accomplished if I do something consistently than I do if I do it like sporadically, but I just complete it throughout a period of time. So set measurable goals for yourself. And I know we've all heard of that SMART acronym. It's, um, specific, measurable, um, achievable, realistic, time sensitive. Yes, those are all of them. Um, so make sure that your goal is realistic and that you have, um, you have it timed out. So if your goal is to lose 30 pounds this year, make it a realistic goal to lose, you know, check in with yourself every four weeks, you know, get to the gym, 
you know, make sure that your diet is where it needs to be. You can consult someone like me. You can talk to someone at your gym. You can talk to anyone really who, you know, has that background and make sure that you're, you know, fueling yourself with the proper nutrients. You're getting those nutrient dense foods. You're avoiding the foods that you should be avoiding and you're, you're taking it step by step. Nobody's expecting you to go, you know, raw vegan overnight so you can lose a bunch of weight. Um, and just make sure that it's measurable. So think back to those New Year's resolutions. I'll share mine in a second. And think to yourself, how am I going to feel if I get to X, Y, and Z point by, set it for March. Let's go for March right here. Um, so one of mine is to not have my phone at meals. I've already messed up on this a few times, but my goal is to just be conscious of it. So if I'm like this morning, I was, or this afternoon, I was at home eating lunch alone and I had my phone next to me. And they say that if you're eating food while you're on your phone or while you're watching a movie or while you're doing work or on your computer or something, then you're more likely to eat more because you're not conscious of, you're not connecting the chewing and the digesting with knowing that you're actually eating. You're actually, your mind is looking at the TV, but your stomach is getting filled with food and you're chewing this food. So you're not actually making that mental connection. Hi, I'm eating, you know? So if you are sitting down with your plate of food, put your phone down, you can turn on a little bit of music or put on a podcast or something maybe, but put something down so that you're looking at your food and you're looking around you while you chew, you're chewing slowly. And I promise you, it will make a world of difference. I'm just trying to be more intentional with my meals. I want to make sure that if I'm full, that I'm actually full. Or if I'm really actually hungry, then I get some more food. Uh, My other New Year's resolution was to not say should as much. And I'm probably, I don't really listen to my own podcasts. But if I did and I did say should on here, sorry. So my New Year's resolution was to not say should because I don't want to let other people's, you know, ideas or perceptions or thought processes, thought processes change the way I think or feel or act. So the reason I said that was because in 2018 and 2017 and basically forever, I always looked back and I said, I should have done this. Or I would talk to people and say, you should do this. You should try this. You should do this. So I'm trying to rephrase it by saying, have you thought about, or what do you think about, or you know, presenting it in a way that I'm not pushing anything on anyone because realistically, nobody can change anything about anything unless they really want to. And my goal is to never push anyone to act a certain way, do anything specific, or treat anyone a certain way, or feel a certain way. Um, You know, I just want people to act as naturally as they want to, and by saying should, I feel like it's just kind of push me pushing my shit onto them or me taking their shit from them. So I'm going to, you know, do my best to, if I say should, say it consciously and think, why am I saying should? Because at one point or another, you know, I, I enjoyed this or I was making a conscious decision to do something. I don't want to should myself anymore. 
So think about that. I would love to hear what you guys have for your New Year's resolutions. Feel free to DM me if your New Year's resolution was to like lose weight or to just get healthy or to meal prep more, then I am here for you. Um, just finished up with some clients before this. I'm still doing those meal plans for people and they've still been working great and everyone's been more than open, more than happy. I'm still getting feedback. I'm tweaking recipes. I'm doing all that good stuff. And I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd also just like to say thank you for listening still. Um, it makes my day knowing that you guys are tuning in and, and listening. I want to leave you guys with two measurable tips, one for your mind and one for your body. So the one for your body, since um, I haven't had alcohol in 10 or 11 days, which is fine, I really wasn't drinking for a couple days and then I got on antibiotics, which is a blessing in disguise. So yeah, I haven't been drinking, feeling really great. But um, when I do decide to drink alcohol, I am going to try my best. I've been Googling it a lot. I actually sat on the floor at Harris Teeter the other day, Googling sulfate-free and organic wine. Not as easy as you would think. So if anyone knows any awesome organic sulfate-free wine, hit a sister up, please. So the sulfates that are in wine that we typically consume at the, from like the grocery store or mostly, I mean, at restaurants, really, uh, that's a huge contributor to hangovers. So trying to get wines without those added toxins and sulfates are going to be huge. So um, also uh, grapes that are used to make wine are some of the most like pesticide sprayed fruits. So do your research a little bit. If you're going to a dinner party or you're going to get a bottle of wine just to sip on for yourself at the house, um, hopefully we're not at that point where we're getting just two buck chuck, like maybe throw that in once in a while, but do some research. Um, I know that this brand Fetzer is organic and, um, I don't know about the sulfates. So again, I'm, I'm, this is not, I'm not a sommelier. I wish I was, but that is my health tip of the week. If you want to avoid hangovers, stick with wines that don't have, <clears throat> that don't have sulfates and that are organic and pesticide free. Do it, do it, do it. And then my measurable mindful tip is to, oh my God, I just had it. Uh, well, we're going into the weekend and it's like the first real weekend of January. Um, do yourself a favor and set those measurable tips for yourself, measurable like so that you can track your New Year's resolution. If you didn't set a New Year's, New Year's resolution, I don't care. That's fine. It really doesn't matter to me. Um, but I am going to say, if you can challenge yourself, again, to put your phone down while you're eating a meal, whether it be alone or with someone, challenge yourself even for the first or last five minutes of your meal. Say you're eating a meal for like seven minutes, just put your phone down for three. It's kind of difficult, but it will be great. Also, putting uh, your phone on airplane mode while you sleep. Your alarm will still go off. I know that for a fact because I am sad every morning when my alarm goes off, but it does, it, and it always will, and it will always be loud. Also, fun fact, did you know that you could set actual songs to be your alarm? You probably did, because I'm, ah, I was, I apparently just got a cell phone. Um, all right, well, that is it. That was episode 21. As you can tell, I'm a couple days late and 
it shows in my clarity and the way I'm speaking today because I sound like a robot. I hope you guys have enjoyed. I hope you guys have taken some notes. The whole podcast is designed so that you can take what you want and leave what you don't want. So hope you enjoy. Thank you all so much for listening and I value your continued support. It is unbelievable. I love you guys so much. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, share, however you're listening to this, screenshot it, and then send it out. Um, Feel free to message me with any questions you have about meal plans or about health or fitness or nutrition or other future topics you guys want to hear about on the podcast. But this is episode 21 of Hotter Than Health, the podcast. I'm Eliza, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.